Discovering the Bible Podcast. I'm Sarah Thomas, and with me as always is Pastor Holly Howard. Hi, Sarah. Hi, everyone out there. How are you? It's good to be with you again. Oh, yeah. So, we are going into or in the middle of the Christmas season. Yes. Um, so, I think it's kind of funny that we're talking about faith in God. A lot of people have um, a hard time during the holidays. With yeah. a lot of different stuff. And so, you know, talking about faith is a very good refresher for a lot of people, but it's also a popular topic around this time of year. So I'm interested to see what you have for us today. It's a season to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that has been the burden on my heart is that um, it is a season to believe and it is a season of hope. And yeah. Um, but what I'm finding is in, especially just in our church, in our body, it seems like there is more um, <clears throat> sickness, more attack on the body, more uh, problems that seem to come up, more hopelessness, yeah. more discouragement. It seems like the enemy attacks this season and he attacks the body of Christ in so many different ways. And so I really wanted to focus, and what I felt the burden on my heart was, was to build everybody up and get people built back up in faith to get that hope restored get the faith restored so no matter what the struggle is nobody no matter what people are facing um whether it's hopelessness or whether it's sickness or whether it's that strain in families so many families Mm -hmm. this is a time of year where they're they're mourning because the the death of someone and it's the first anniversary or a second anniversary of a a lost loved one and there's just so many things so i really wanted to focus on 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 faith in god and believing god awesome okay so it looks like you have a couple uh or a scripture or two to share from the beginning so let's let's get into it so the basis of this whole talk is off of mark 11 22 through 24 what i'm really going to do in this podcast is break down this um this verse um, are these these three verses one at a time so the first one is uh, let me i'll read the whole thing together it says mark eleven twenty two through 24 so jesus answered and said to them have faith in god for assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So the first thing that I want to point out that I think everybody needs to hear is you already have faith. It's already there. We already have faith. Romans 12 and 3 says, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We couldn't even be saved. If you're a believer, you can't even be a believer without having faith. Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So you already have it. You already have faith. And um, verse 22 says, have faith in God, period. The word have is the word uh, echo, and it means to have or possess. It's a verb. So this is an action word. It's a present active participle. It's an action word, and it it continuously uh, goes on. It means that it never stops. It's something that's constantly, kind of like the Energizer Bunny. It just keeps going and going (laughs) and going. So we have or we possess this absolute trust in God's word, in God's character, in God's faithfulness. We have to know 
that God's word never fails, period. We have to possess this. We have to own this. We have to have it. You already have faith. It's in you. You wouldn't have been able to be saved without it. So the faith is already there. Um, I have a car. I own a vehicle. I own a car. I possess a car. If I want to go somewhere, I just go and I get in my car. Mm-hmm. I turn on the ignition and I go. It just and I go to work if I need to get to the store. I just go get in my car and it takes me there. It's the yeah. transportation that I use to get me there. I have it. I own it. I possess it. I never sit in my living room and go, "Oh my goodness, how am I going to get to work today? <laughs> how am I going to make it to my job today?" I just go get in the car and I use it right. to get me where I need to go. I have it. I own it. You have faith. You own it. I think some of us just don't know how to use it. We sit in our living rooms and we wonder, how am I going to fill in the blank? How will I ever get healed? How will my children ever recover? How will fill in the blank? But you already have the faith. I think we just need to learn how to use it. It's already there. So I really want to encourage you that you have this faith. You possess this faith. And that it's just a matter of knowing how to activate the faith, how to use the faith. So don't ever say, well, if I I just must not have enough faith. Yes, you do. I'm just going to teach you today how to use that faith. Um, In Mark 11, 22, you could actually, because of the way that the word says you have it, you possess it. um, And it's it's an present active participle. It means it continuously keep going. You could read Mark 11, 22 like this. Be constantly having faith in God. Yeah. So faith has to stay active because Satan's fiery darts never stop coming at us. No, they don't. He doesn't take vacations. He doesn't stop trying to throw things at you. He doesn't stop trying to get you to turn your your back on God. He doesn't stop trying to get you, you know, he wants to keep you discouraged. He wants to keep you hopeless. He wants to keep you in doubt. He wants you to not believe God's word. And so we have to constantly keep our faith going. We have to constantly having faith in God. And we have to keep the shield of faith up constantly because the symptoms can be screaming at you. Mm-hmm. Those symptoms of pain, the symptoms of depression, that's the symptom of hopelessness, maybe, you know, whatever it is that, that, that you're facing with the circumstance, it might be that debt could see, be so, it could seem so impossible to penetrate. Like, how will I ever get out of this? And so we have to keep the shield of faith up, right. trusting and believing in God because the symptoms of the circumstances can be really loud. So we're in, we're in Satan's kingdom. Satan's kingdom, it got, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 3 and 4, that Satan is the God of this world. Yeah. And we live in Satan's kingdom. So it's really easy to constantly be seeing Satan's kingdom, the symptoms, the pain, the sickness, uh, discouragement. I mean, you just, the attack of lust or, or, you know, the bondage and you can't get free from alcoholism or whatever. Yeah. We're in the kingdom. So we see these things around us constantly. Yeah, and it's overwhelming. And it can be overwhelming. And so those things are constantly screaming at us. And so this constantly having faith because these these things never stop in Satan's kingdom. We have to keep our shield of faith raised to quench all of the fiery darts of the enemy uh, is what Ephesians says. So um, I want to read you this uh well, wait a minute, I'll get to that later. Kenneth Hagin tells a story <clears throat> about, in one of his books, about having uh, heart problems, because we're talking about these symptoms constantly. 
screaming mm-hmm. at you. He um, he was sick with heart issues, and it would keep him up at night with these symptoms. And he talks about how he he believed in God. He prayed and he mm-hmm. asked God for for healing. But for six weeks, he had to battle with being up at night. He had to battle having this sickness. He had battled having symptoms from this uh, this heart condition, this heart issue. And but what he did is he just kept making his confessions. And we'll get to this in a minute, talking about what you say. He kept believing in God, even though every night for six weeks he struggled with sleeplessness. He struggled with the heart yeah. and his symptoms. Those symptoms were there. For six weeks they didn't leave, but he wouldn't back down. He constantly kept his shield of faith up. He constant believe, constantly believed in God for that healing, and and he had and he received that healing. But it took a while. It right. sometimes I don't know why. Sometimes people are prayed for and they're healed instantly. Mm-hmm. Other times. Other times you have to you have to constantly stay in faith, speaking God's word, believing God's word, and walking that faith out until the the kingdom of heaven comes in yeah. to this domain of the kingdom of earth and the miracle manifests itself. So why some people struggle and why some people have a long like this instance, he went six weeks. But he constantly would not walk in doubt. He stayed in faith. You have the faith. It's already there. You just have to know how to use it. And his his took six weeks. Yeah. Took him six weeks. But he did get his healing. It finally, it, it was already there, but it manifested itself. And he won and God put him over and he came out victorious. But it took a while. So you have to stay in faith. The second part of this is you already have faith. The second part of this Faith must be spoken. It has to be spoken in Mark 11 and 23. So we covered verse 22 that says, have faith in God, period. It's just that simple. You have it. You possess it. Mark 11, 23 says, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Faith must be released through our mouths. So I can't just like think it. No, you, you can't speak it. No, it doesn't do any good rattling around in there. You have to speak it. It's the same way I, t- I told you, you couldn't be saved without faith. Right. You couldn't be saved without confession either. Look at Romans 9, 10, 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Here's, the, here's what I want us to catch. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And it didn't say if or but. It says and. They go together. Belief in the heart and with the mouth. These things go hand in hand. Mm. He confesses, resulting in salvation. So I see there's a heart action right. and there's a lip action. There's got to be both, right? The Greek words and the Hebrew words that are translated salvation, they imply here, this word salvation implies the ideas of deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and health. So you could say it like this. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he he confesses, resulting in safety. I love that. And with the and with the mouth he confesses resulting in preservation. Yeah. And with the mouth he confesses resulting in healing. Yeah. And with the mouth he confesses resulting in health. Amen. This word confess. 
This word is homo logeo, and it's a compound word. Homos means same, and lego means to speak. So it means to speak the same thing or to agree with some person in reference to something. Okay. So I have to make sure I'm speaking and I'm confessing words that are in agreement with God's words, not in agreement with Satan's words. So I have to ask you, what are you speaking? Yeah. What are you confessing? What's what's coming out of our mouth? Is it doubt? Uh, are you coming into agreement with the word of God or are you coming into agreement with the devil? Yeah. Who are you agreeing with? Because when we confess the scripture says, if you want to, to see the results of believing in your heart and with the mouth, he confesses unto health, confesses unto deliverance, to preservation. If you want to see that, you got to believe it in your heart, but you also have to confess this with your mouth. And who am I going to agree with? Am I going to agree with the symptoms? Mm-hmm. Am I going to speak doubt? Am I going to speak uh, death over myself? Am yeah. I going to speak negative words over my children? Right. Some some of us, you know, out there are dealing with uh, children who aren't serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the temptation when you have a kid that's going through rebellion is to complain. Yeah. But when you confess that your child is fill in the blank, no, no, up to no good. Stupid. Or stupid or, yeah. I don't know, just, just that the things in frustration that a parent might say with a child that's in rebellion, I don't know what's wrong with them. I mean, you know they, you know what can happen. A parent can be so frustrated and they can go through, a, you know, this period and the enemy comes in and we start confessing and agreeing with Satan so we get his right. results instead of confessing with God. And I'll get a little bit deeper in that in just a minute. I want to point out that Proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's huge. I'm either speaking death, I'm coming in agreement with Satan, or I'm speaking life, which means I'm coming into agreement with God. Right. The the power that is in the words that we speak. Jesus understood this. He understood it so much that the uh, Bible in uh, Mark eleven twenty three, in this verse alone, the word believe is only used one time, but the word says is used three times. Three to one. Hmm. Look at this. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, but does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Now there's believes as once. Right. We've got says once believes that those things he says, there's the second time he uses the word says, will be done. He will have whatever he says. He only has believe in there once because I believe that it goes in line with what I've already shared with you. You already have faith. It's right. already there. You can believe it. And I don't think that, 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 that the problem is a faith problem with Christians. I think we're missing it because we're believing, but we're not saying. I think we're missing it because our mouth is not coming up into alignment with God's word and we're not making our confession. If I can, if I believe with my heart, right, under righteousness, but if I confess with, and if I confess with my mouth unto salvation, we're not using the two side by side. No. We always take...